Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Amy. Hi Leslie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm recording this, full disclosure, like really early in the morning because it's going to get really hot in my office. So let's do this. That's a good point. It's like already 90 here and high yeah. humidity. So yep, yep. Yep. Um, I'm record- We're recording kind of early, but I've been up since 6.30 because my daughter has a job now at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. she has to be at 7 on Saturdays. So can she give us discounts? She does not get a discount for anyone but herself, which is so weird. Ugh. So I just sent her in there to order like 10 coffees and come out and give them to me and all my imaginary. Yeah. I don't have. Um, okay, so we're going to get started because we have a full episode today. It's a good one. Um, it's a good one. I was telling Leslie before we start recording that for some reason I didn't watch the last five minutes until this morning. <laughs> so I'm kind of fresh on that. And, um, all right, so let's get moving. So today we are covering Married at First Sight, season 15, episode four, everything will be okay. Now, you know, my obsession with whales, Mm -hmm. this delivered, I got to see a whale. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with Miguel and Lindy. And Miguel, guys, is all kinds of boned up in this episode. (laughs) I mean, you thought you were familiar with Justin's boner it is all over here miguel is (laughs) pulling up the rear no pun intended all right so miguel and lindy have a chat about their past over breakfast and she says she met a guy in college and she moved in with him and she lost her virginity with him he wanted to move back to indiana and have babies and she didn't she wanted grad school and independence so they split up and that was six years ago so that makes her what 29 i think she is yeah okay Miguel says there were few people here and there that he was interested. He sounds like a player. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. something real strange going on with him. Um, but he's like, nothing ever really went beyond a few months. You know, I would like just the connection wouldn't grow. And you could see her wheels start to spin. Like she's getting a little freaked out about this. Yeah. And she's like, well, I hope you don't feel that way about me. Like, I hope you just don't lose interest in me. And then she says, I hope that if there are some things that you're struggling with about me, that we could talk it out. Now, the key difference here is Lindy is of the Pastor Cal camp, and she mm-hmm. believes love is a choice. Right. Remember, that's Just like Pastor Mirla. Yes. She, she believed love was a choice, and she chose to love Gail until she didn't. She chose to love Gail and then humiliate him on national television. <laughs> Um, but Miguel doesn't believe that. And I wrote like, hello, he's a poet. Why would he think love is a choice? Yeah. It's all about feelings with him. Mm-hmm. So later at lunch, now I don't know how you felt about this conversation that they had at lunch. I thought it was like one of the most mature conversations that Absolutely. I have seen anyone have on the show. I was... I- taken aback i was like she is making sense what is happening (laughs) i even wrote in my notes like this is almost like a textbook how to communicate Mm -hmm. that's how good it was she's clearly had a lot of therapy don't you think 
Yeah, she's well adjusted. And I think it was because, you know, she came from such a strict religious household. And then she probably had to go to therapy because she was probably struggling with all the things that she was doing, you know, having sex outside of marriage and all that. And she probably felt super guilty and she had to talk that out. All right. um, Later at lunch. So so at this conversation, Miguel's telling Lindy that his mom left. And his dad took him to Puerto Rico, but he felt like an outsider there because even though he's Puerto Rican, he did not grow up there. So he didn't Mm -hmm. speak any Spanish and he didn't fit in. So he retreated into the comic book and the comic book world and video games and just kind of became a gamer, which we saw when he was in cosplay playing D&D. Then he says his mom is schizophrenic and abandoned them. But as he got older and started studying neuroscience, he understood her better. He understood the disease better. And it breaks his heart that he treated her so badly because he didn't understand her disease. And Lindy is like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I receive you. I admire your empathy. Like, it's yeah. almost like a model conversation. Lindy tells Miguel that her dad served her mom with divorce papers when Lindy was in eighth grade. And she stayed with a friend and was able to see what a normal functioning relationship looked like. And Miguel says he tries to see it like this. These people, a.k.a. our parents, did their best with what they were given. And then she goes, I really like that. I like that way of thinking about it. And she's like, thank you for sharing. And he's like, thank you for listening. Yeah, it was really good. I was like, like, you're too well adjusted (laughs) to be on this show. And then later we'll see. (laughs) Wait, nobody's screaming or smashing wine glasses or cursing. She's civilized. Come on. What's going on here? So later they go swimming and he tells us they haven't quite consummated the marriage, but they're getting there. And he's like, I keep making moves and she's diplomatically shutting me down. But my needs are getting met in other ways. So I'm thinking she's getting, he's getting some blowies then. Or or a sad Amish hand job. I don't know. Um, I don't know why I call it an Amish hand job. Like I picked that up from a show somewhere. Somebody called that a show. No offense to the Amish. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. That phrase though is familiar to me from a show somewhere. <laughs> um, maybe he's getting hand jobs. Maybe he's getting blow jobs, but he's sticking it somewhere. Leslie, let's just put it that way. In a pillow, probably her armpit. We don't know. He is desperate. You guys. Maybe desperate. there's a glory hole somewhere. <laughs> maybe he has a fleshlight. <laughs> God. Maybe he hasn't a Cole Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> Just has like a headless torso to fuck. Yeah. That's now, a lockup reference. <laughs> oh, yes. Lockup is so fantastic. So, Lindy says her religious upbringing really fucked her up. It's given her a boatload of guilt. And, you know, when she was having sex with that one dude that she was like living with and committed to, she felt guilty about it. So she's like, when we eventually do have sex, like, it's going to be really important to me and it's going to mean a lot. So I want it, like, I want to wait until we're ready. And he right. says, well, I have to have sex and good chemistry with my wife. So, you know, I, we have to figure this out somehow. Then he gives her a massage and talks about his boner. Yeah. As he's like laying on her back. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, Miguel, you're not showing us your best side here, bud. No, you need to tone it down. And um, it's not making cosplayers look good because then Mm -hmm. you're buying into that stereotype that they don't know how to handle girls and they're just horny freaks, you know? Yeah, it really surprised me. I don't know why, but like of all the people I thought on this show would be super boned up, wasn't Miguel. But anyway. Well, I don't know. He's cute. Maybe he's used to like having a lot of flings and he's like, I haven't gotten laid in X amount of weeks and I need this now. You know what it is? He's really cute and he uses that nerd thing to attract women. Yeah. I think he's not really that nerdy. I don't either. And I think like he knows it's disarming to women. Like if you meet a guy like that, you're like, oh, he's harmless. He plays D&D and he's like a comic book guy. Yeah, he's a serial killer. (laughs) I'm not saying because. (laughs) I'm just saying, yeah, usually you're like, oh, because that's kind of how they lure you. Like, I'm a good guy. See? Yeah. See, I'm a good guy. All right. Let's get to Stasha and your boy, Nate. And I think your boy, because he calls himself, what? You don't your trust boy. your boy? Exactly. Right. <laughs> He's so funny. 
So this episode opens with Stasha and Nate prepping breakfast near a hot tub. So they had rose petals floating in them, and we see Stasha in an open back black one-piece bathing suit, and Nate is looking at the camera and making faces. He is, guys, he is Jim Halper because he is constantly looking at the camera and smiling. He's like a boned up Jim Halpert, though. Yeah. Because he's like really showcasing her ass, which yeah. she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And Stasha tells us that that shower moment they had definitely showed her what her husband is capable of. And I'm like, uh oh. Um, and she says, I feel like he's experienced. So he has some experience and she's intrigued to see it. I was um, like, okay. We all saw it and I was intrigued by it as well. Yeah. When she says, I, you know, I, I see he's experienced. I know what he, do you think she saw his boner? Is she talking about his dick? No, I think it was just, it was probably very like passionate. Cause we saw that kissing in the shower. It looked pretty hot. It really did. I needed a shower after that. <laughs> <laughs> and she admits she wanted to have sex with him, but she's trying to build up the sexual tension. So she's holding back. And I'm thinking, like, if she does what Katina and Olajuwon did and hold off on it, I mean, it kind of worked out for them as far as we can tell. It really did. Yeah, they seem good. Yeah. So she doesn't want meaningless sex, and she doesn't want her kitty cat to kind of dictate the progress of this relationship. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) So they're having breakfast. And the reason why I can't stress this enough, because we then see them in the hot tub doing tequila shots in the morning. I'm like, I thought you only did that like on spring break. I didn't know (laughs) you just drink tequila shots in the early morning in a hot tub. You're like on vacation. We're drinking tequila 8 a.m. I don't know. That was crazy. So then later we see um, them writing ATVs. <laughs> and they're both, like, this is their first time for both of them with the ATV. And it's a good indicator of how he would treat her. That's how kind of how she's thinking. Like, will he leave her in the dust? Will he, you know, support her? You know, make sure she's okay? And mm-hmm. the answer is no. Because she's trying to figure out... Where the hell he is half the time because he is too busy in the background taking selfies and recording. (laughs) Like, that's all he's doing. He's, like, doing an IG Live, essentially. He's just like, guys, look at this view. It's crazy. And she's like, where is he? And she legit lost him for, like, a good couple of minutes. Yeah, I would die if I was on an ATV and was lost. Oh, my God. Because I wouldn't know where to go, especially because he was saying, like, look at all this jungle stuff. You know, because... He was really taking it all in when she was just trying to get to the other side. Yeah, it was very um, a la Olajuwon and Katina with the horses. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, face your fear and then I'm going to abandon you. <laughs> <laughs> so then she was, like, really upset. She's like, he needs to find a balance between this self-recording and actually experiencing things. And I'm like, yes, I totally agreed. So she's very annoyed because he wasn't really present at the moment. And he says he can't just flip a switch and, you know, suddenly be in a relationship mode. Nope. It's like, dude, but you signed up to get married to a stranger. So shouldn't your relationship mode be on by now? Yeah, it's kind of weird. And like a lot of people say that about becoming parents. Like I've talked about that before. Like sometimes you forget to bathe your kids or blah, 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 because you're not used to the parental mindset and you've mm-hmm. never had to- everybody's been in some kind of a relationship. Right. (laughs) So yeah, so that was pretty much like the extent of their excursion. But then later on in the episode, we see them, they're getting ready for dinner. So this is date night, you guys. And they're both dressed in black and Nate is recording and she's doing her hair primping by the mirror. And he's asking her, how long does it take you to get ready? Because I took a shower and I've been ready and it's been 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And she says an hour, an hour and a half to two hours. Hmm. (laughs) How long does it take you to get ready? See, this is the thing. Because then Stasha says, if I'm going to the store, makeup free and just putting my hair in a ponytail and just Mm -hmm. walking out, it takes me 15 minutes to get ready. And that's kind of how I am. Whereas if I'm going out, let's say I'm going to like a concert and I'm doing like Mm -hmm. the meet and greet, then I take a little longer. It might take me like, actually like maybe half an hour because I prepped the day before the event. Okay. Okay. And I set it out. 
Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be in a panic the last minute. And I try this stuff yeah. on the day, the night before. And I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm going to wear. And then I, you know, I'm done. But if my hair is acting up, there's no telling how long I'll be. I feel like we just need a side-by-side of what I look like when I take half an hour, 45 minutes to get ready. What you look like. Because you're like glamour shot. And I'm <laughs> like a nightmare with my hair sticking up all over the place. Going to, the, to Wegmans in uh, yoga pants and no makeup. <laughs> yeah i just walk around like this like right now i'm wearing shorts and i'm like yeah after this i'm gonna go get my nails done in these shorts and like house shorts i don't care you always look super glamorous i don't know how you do it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the dinner stasha tells nate that her mom thinks they are perfect together she enjoyed the brunch with him and then stasha says she did say one thing though she did say something about a bankruptcy tense music i was like that was a genius way to bring it up yeah Mm -hmm. so then we get the sepia tone flashback of him (laughs) on brunch and he is talking about dissolving the business and declaring bankruptcy and it's all sound very cryptic because we don't really know what he does is he chandler where we'll never know chandler (laughs) bing from friends we'll never know what exactly he does like one day he's data processing and the other day not so much like what Mm -hmm. is happening Mm-hmm. So Nate explains that he had partnered with a guy, again, super vague. They funded this business, super vague, with the personal money. He had to put blood, sweat, and tears into this business. And then they ended up having to declare bunk- bankruptcy. So again, business, business, business. He's a busy businessman. That's all mm-hmm. we know. He's real busy. And I'm just like, okay, that's funny. And then um, he says that he relocated to San Diego to start over again. And because of all the vagueness on to what he does, I'm like, is he in a witness protection program? Is he running Ooh, for Like, yes. what is happening? And why are you being on TV if you did something? Because, like, why are you disappearing? You declare bankruptcy in one state and then you relocate. It's not like that's mm-hmm. not going to follow you. Because bankruptcy stays on your record for 10 years. Yeah, doesn't he try to say it's like six months and everything yeah. will be fine? No. Because he's like, yeah, it's totally fine. And cut to, um, so cut to Stasha saying she sees some yellow flags. Again, just say fucking red flags. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, because finances are important to her. She's worked really hard for what she has. And remember, she's the boss, babe. So she has to play into that stereotype because mm-hmm. that's what she was labeled this season. Um, and so she doesn't want to struggle if she doesn't have to. And I'm like, don't we all? We don't want to have to struggle. No one wants to. Unless you're so rich that your parents are like, I'm going to make you like earn your money so you can learn a lesson. Like, right. yep. That's the only time, really. And she doesn't. So then she tells Nate, I think it's beneficial for us to have a post snub. To which Nate says, a who? <laughs> 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 and she repeats herself a post snub like a prenup but since we're already married just to protect my assets tense music again that's like what the caption reads and she tells producers this is a deal breaker so if he doesn't want to sign the post snub in which her assets are protected she's done cut back to the dinner table and Nate says damn you don't have faith in your boy to which she <laughs> to which I scream you just mad this is why she doesn't have faith in you yeah, you're not her she you're not her boy because she doesn't even know you. She doesn't know you and you're coming in with this bankruptcy and like this dissolved business and you relocated mysteriously. She doesn't know you. So I'd be cautious too, especially if she is someone that she said early on in the season she wanted to build like generational wealth. Like she's really on track with her finances and wanting to really better herself. So she mm-hmm. shouldn't let a stranger bring her down or slow her down so he squirms a bit but ultimately says the whole thing is a crash course in marriage and if she needs to do it then he's fine with it so he'll sign it Mm -hmm. and then they toast to celebratory they said and then no they toasted to comfortability and post snob i was like what Mm -hmm. so comfortability if that's a word nate Mm -hmm. says it's not it's called comfort yeah exactly so feeling um, comfortable in this relationship. Cheers. Two things about this dinner. One is um, I'm so afraid that because he agreed to it so easily and seemed yeah. so cool about it that she might be like, oh, well, clearly he's not out to take anything. So it's okay. We don't have to do it. Like a little part of me is nervous about that. No, I think she's going to do it. Because I, I think her mom is going to call her up and be like, girl, 
get this together. He has a bankruptcy. And there's nothing wrong because people have done it. I had to do it after my divorce. Yeah, that was my second point. Like I have been in what he was describing almost sounded like what I got involved in when I had so much crushing credit card debt and couldn't pay Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. So you sign up for like those credit rehab programs. They fuck up your credit. They do, but like it's supposedly the way they sell it to you is oh, you make this big long payment, we'll negotiate your interest rates, and then in six or eight months, your credit score will start to bounce back. They don't tell you they're going to take it down to like 300 first. <laughs> they are. They yeah. will rat fuck your credit. Yeah. It took because me years to climb out of that. Years. It's horrible. So I do not recommend this. If you are like in a lot of credit card debt, like talk to a financial advisor, like Google it. Like in New York State, New York City, we have like a free, in my own neighborhood in Washington Heights, like a counseling for the community, financial advising. That's really And they nice. tell you, don't do this because this is what's going to happen. These are your options. All they're doing, guys, is calling your creditors and negotiating lower interest rates and stuff. You can do that. You can do that too. You can do that. If and you miss one payment... Pay. And you call them and you say, hey, so I missed this one payment because I'm struggling financially. Can we work out a plan, a payment plan? And they'll be happy to do it. Like, they'll legit say, oh, my God, thank you for telling us. Yep. Because they, they'd rather that than to get ghosted. Exactly. Because you down. Listen to us. It's Amy and Leslie's credit corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to rack up my credit. From, from two credit bitches who've been broke. <laughs> exactly. Two broke bitches. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so there's no, there's still a little bit more about the kids. So this comes up about them wanting kids. So yes, or how, when is it that you see yourself having kids? And she says in a year and he says that was fast and he does (laughs) want to have kids, but ideal time frame is two to three years for him. And also she, he does mention, well, since you are older and it's like, why did you go there? Her eggs are all dried up. Don't forget. Yeah. So, and then she's not that much older. I mean, they do call it geriatric pregnancy after like 35, (laughs) but you know, I was like, leave her alone. She's not old. She's my age. Shut up. (laughs) That's what I wrote. Leave her alone. She's my age. Shut up. I'm 44 and I could probably pop out a kid if I wanted to. Probably. It would be tough and I wouldn't want to, but. Yeah. But also, he says that he does want children with the right person. And she's like, what do you mean the right person? We're married. (laughs) That was so great. (laughs) You know, I do want to have kids with the right person. Like, you know, maybe if I meet the right person someday. <laughs> like, you're married. You're not going to meet anyone else, theoretically. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. And to her, you know, marriage and family is very important. And, you know, the next morning we see them cuddly in bed. Everything is fine. So that's them. I have a question to ask you. Do you want to hear a spoiler about them? Or would you rather not? I'll hear a spoiler, guys. Fast forward. Fast forward. You do it. Yeah, like one minute, okay? Mm-hmm. So according to Math's fan uh, Instagram account, not only are they still together, but they are like together, like in love with one another, spotted around San Diego by people. They got their wedding date tattooed on their fingers. <gasps> like they are in it to win it. Yes. Team yes. Leslie. <laughs> yes. So I just want to let you know that of all the predictions that this person has made, that seems to be the most credible because other people are confirming it, mm-hmm. that they've seen them. So I'm not going to talk about the other couples, but yeah, this one seems to be legit. So, so maybe okay. the whole waiting on sex really does work. And you get to know, you get to know the person you're going to sleep with, you guys. That's a concept that I've never tried. <laughs> Maybe Katina should write like a dating book. Seriously. That's <laughs> what you need to do. And 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 uh she can have a whole chapter in there written, co-authored by mm-hmm. Sasha on how to shower without having sex. Yes, didn't they shower too? Oh my god. If there's Girl, a lot of showering happening. A lot okay. of showering. So I guess if they shower together, they might last. Is that the thing? They're being blessed by the water. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I just did right. like a little hand like <laughs> waterfall gesture. <laughs> So now we're going to talk about Kristen and Mitch. Oh, um, God. I had so many feelings. Go ahead. <laughs> I talked to my best friend over the weekend, and she completely agrees that I'm kind of married to Mitch. So, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it's happening. Okay. So each couple has an activity. So we saw Stasha and Nate on the, the four-wheelers. What did, what 
did Lindy and Miguel do? What did they do? They were in a pool. I remember that. Yeah, I don't think they really did anything. Guys, come at us. Like, yeah. see, it wasn't very why, memorable. This is why Leslie takes better notes than I do. I'm just like, oh, they were hanging out. I don't know what yeah. they're Okay. So Kristen and Mitch pick stand-up paddleboarding, and Mitch says this is putting him at ease because he's in his comfort zone. The beach is his happy place, and she's like, "Oh, so hey, that's their activity? They're paddleboarding? That's their activity? They're paddleboarding? This is Kristen and Mitch. I don't know what Lindy and Miguel did. I have no idea. I have no idea. So um, he's wearing that goofy hat, and they're out there, and she's do- she looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, he's like, "Oh, I get to see her in a bikini. I wish I looked like that." Ever in my life. Yeah, she looks good. And also, it was just, she got to, like, she was willing to do it. Whereas I feel yeah. like I would have been hesitant because I'm scared of water and I don't know how to swim. So I would have been like, yeah, I'm not doing that, you know? So I would it not was good do that she tried. I'm shaped like Danny DeVito and you can't put me <laughs> on the paddleboard. Shut up, you are not. <laughs> All right, so they have a nice talk afterwards. They're sitting on the beach, and Kristen tells Mitch she is grateful that he is so passionate about his work, and she really respects that. And he says, I'm really grateful that we seem to have a similar sense of humor. It's kind of dark, and we get each other. And she's like, yeah, I find you funny. And he's like, I find you funny. So then Kristen's telling the camera later, like, they're moving a little slower than she wished, but she can tell that Mitch is really uncomfortable with the whole process, like the camera. Yeah. Okay, so later Mitch calls his, is it his brother? I think so, right? I think it's his brother, yeah. Okay, I wrote his bro, Matt, but I think it's literally his bro. <laughs> okay, Mitch tells Mitch tells him, Kristen is an awesome person, but I'm having a, a, a problem. Like, I don't feel that physical spark. I don't know what to do. And we see that he's, like, really genuine about this. He's, like, yeah, crying. He's, he's crying. like, really mashed up about it. He says, you know, I made a vow to be honest. I feel like I have to be honest with her. And Matt says, look, even though you're not attracted to her now, she's really cute. So you may develop feelings. So I love what this brother said. He goes, stay true to your vow by trying. That was Mm -hmm. your vow that you would try in this. So stick to that. And Mitch is like, I agree. She's an amazing person. And Mitch keeps saying, like, this is about me. It's not about her. And Matt's like, I get it, dude. You you may need to have some kind of chat with her. And then Mitch starts to cry. Okay. So I I want to talk about after party, but I'll save it for after the conversation. So Mitch and Kristen are having dinner and it seems kind of awkward. And we get, get a weird boob shot by production. They like zoom in on her <laughs> boob. <laughs> like, what's happening? The cameraman probably fainted from the heat in Mexico. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> So now she brings up sex. She brings it up first. And she says she wishes there was some more intimacy. And then that gives him this window. And he's like, look, I wish I felt a little more right now. Like, but I'm not there. And he keeps emphasizing now. Like, I'm not there right now. Mm -hmm. He's like, but this is my issue. It has nothing to do with you. And, you know, I'm still in this. I'm not cutting and, you know, I'm not cutting and running. Like, this is what I want to be. So she says... I'm sure that was hard to say. And she says, when he looks, when you look at me, I feel like you're attracted to me. So like, I feel like you're feeling it. She said, but look, I'm not, she said the best thing ever. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and convince you that I'm attractive and that I'm a catch. And I was like, amazing. Girl. I wish I had done that so many times. <laughs> and he says, no, you should never have to do that. And he's like, I just want things to develop organically. And I'm in this 100% willing to see what happens. And she's like, you know what? Let's just go one day at a time. And she tears up and she is breaking out in full hives on her chest and her neck. (laughs) And he tells her she's amazing and beautiful. Now, on After Party, where he shows up in a suit with flip flops, (laughs) I was digging. Um, He says, so... uh, Rudy Huxtable asked him about it and he said, look, I was an idiot. He said, I felt like it was very selfish of me. I just, he said, here's what happened though. I really was so in my head about not being attracted to her that I felt like once I said it and I got it out of my head, it became not an obstacle for me anymore. Okay. And he's like, and I was so, okay. Cause, 
Because let me just say, later that night, they're all buzzed up in the pool. They're doing tequila, and he makes a move on her. Right. So he was explaining to Rudy Huxtable that, like, he was he thought it was so attractive how she handled this and her confidence that he was, like, really attracted to her. And Rudy Huxtable's like, so you're attracted to move. Yeah. So Rudy's like, oh, so you're attracted to confidence then? And he goes, yeah. And she has it in spades. Like, he's like, she's... You know, so it was a boss move. Yeah. Just think about how Lindsay handled it when Mark said, Mark the Shock said, I want to take a step back here. I'm, you know, like she freaked out. He has tiny balls. <laughs> tiny balls. So, like, I think she handled it really well. That's definitely a mature woman. All these women, I'm really impressed yeah. with them. They like are great communicators. Like, I, do you think there's something to the fact? That they're in San Diego, you know what I mean? Where it's like a chill vibe. Yeah. Therapy is probably really readily accessible. You know, bigger city, right. West Coast. Maybe that's why all of these people have had therapy, I think. I don't know. There, I mean, for this, I mean, we want people to be responsible and to actually try this process. Because mm-hmm. we saw, we've seen when people don't want to participate, how awful it could be. It's yes. just like, yeah, it makes for good television for like one episode. But we don't want to see that like all season, you just being obnoxious yep. and turning down every activity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the next day they're getting massaged and they have a chat about what went down in the pool last night. So apparently Mitch went for it. He's like, I just wanted to kiss her, make her feel better. And then I don't know, like I'm a guy. I got all revved up and he's, he seems to like have this big smile on his face. He's like the engine works. Like, yeah. Like he wasn't sure his dick still worked. (laughs) So Kristen tells him like, look, it was quite the roller coaster. Like, you're telling me you're not into me, then you're trying to have sex with me. So she's like, if, you know, things were different and we were further along and maybe we didn't have that conversation, I would have had sex with you. But she's Mm -hmm. like, we're not there yet. We're not there. So then she does say to him, like, she's really good with couching things around compliments because then she's like, you're a really good kisser. You know, there is an attraction there. Oh, and by the way, if I don't have sex from you or an I love you by decision day, (laughs) I'm out. Oh, that was awesome. What, what, what? And, you know, I think Mitch kind of, don't forget, this is a guy who thrives on authenticity. I think he appreciated that. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, that's what you need. Okay. Like, he didn't seem rattled by it. No. I think he appreciates honesty. I think he's like, okay, we'll do it. All right. Now we have Tree and Alexis. (laughs) Yeah, which... Jexes, Alexis and Justin. <laughs> so we meet up with them at the beach. They're getting ready to go horseback riding. And I'm like, oh. And they're hugging and kissing. Like every time we fucking see these guys, if they're self-recording in, in bed or if they're, you know, at a dinner, they're just kissing and snuggling. And I'm just like, okay, okay, we got it. You're into each other. <laughs> so, you know, Justin is just really surprised by how well she's been kind of receiving him and all the affection that he's like bestowed onto her and he says that he keeps telling himself to wake up because it feels surreal and i was like oh he's very sweet yeah and he says um his leap of faith and marrying a stranger gets him emotional because he feels that it's everything he manifested years ago and it's coming true so so we see them riding their horses down the beach and stopping to kiss a couple of times. There were like a few little moments of that. And, you know, I have to say something yeah. on after party. They showed a clip that was cut out of him on the horse and the horse got away, got away. Like it was starting to run. Oh, and no. he's, he's like bouncing up and down screaming, my balls, my balls. <laughs> We should have included that. It's funny. <laughs> oh, I just love shit like that. Go on. Yeah. So once they're done, Alexis says that I'm typically the one who's who's cool, calm, and collected, and it takes me a while to fall for somebody. But I am losing control, and it's pretty scary. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I'm falling for this guy. So Alexis says that she can tell Justin loves her. He doesn't say, he hasn't said it yet, but she knows he loves her from the way he looks at her. And she's never felt 
that in her life. So she likes that he looks at her that way kindly and that she feels his attraction towards her. So he keeps telling her how he's got her back and he will put himself in harm's way to protect her. And she's a little... And then she goes, ew, savvy stuff. <laughs> Feelings. Uh. Mm-hmm. Cut back to her confessional saying that her emotions fluctuate and that he can make her this happy. Then he can also make her that much sadder. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I see why she's had to say no to three proposals mm-hmm. because she's afraid of being loved. She How doesn't trust anyone. Three, three times, thrice. <laughs> She doesn't trust anyone that she's even been with long enough to actually take that step. So she's kind of trying to allow herself to be loved. We'll see. Yeah, she's working on it. Yeah. So later they go to dinner. Both couples are dressed in red. And then I was like, wait, so like, are all the couples matching? Because we also see Nate and Stasha. They're both dressed in black. So mm-hmm. is this a thing? Um, they're at dinner. And Alexis says he likes the view Alexis says she likes the view in front of her, meaning Justin. And then mm-hmm. she kind of throws her head back and cackles. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a really nice red dress on with like cut out. Yeah. Like the boobs. I mean, it's she's like a beautiful woman. Yeah. So Justin says that he enjoys having those intimate moments, like where they can just talk and that it's refreshing. He thinks she's coming around with all her emotions and he digs it. So she says expressing her emotions is hard for her. She's not good at being vulnerable because to her, being vulnerable means you're allowing someone to hurt you. And I was like, oof, you said it all right there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's showing all your, she says, it's showing all your cards at once. And you never should let somebody have the upper hand. And I was like, yeah. whoa. She's on the defense. But she's aware of that. Which she's is very aware. Right? Yeah. Which is a good step. Mm-hmm. And she wants him to contribute to her happiness, but not be the main source of it. Because if he's gone, then her happiness goes along with him. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's beautifully tragic. She's coming in with some walls up, but he is the exact right temperament to work on getting those walls down. Yeah. And then she says, you're made for me. I need you. (laughs) Because she's like, can't believe I'm admitting something like slightly romantic or vulnerable, you know? Yeah, I have a confession to make. I'm not good with saying I need somebody either. You know, I wouldn't even sing song lyrics that said, I need you or anything like that. Because I was like, I don't need no mans. So you would not sing Motley Crue's You're All I Need. You're all I need to watch your life. No? No. No? (laughs) I don't want to need anyone. Like Nick Carter sings a song, I Need You Tonight. No, he don't. Um, (laughs) NXS sings, I Need You Tonight. There you go. Um. I I think I was married to Timmy maybe 10 years before I was like, mm, okay, I think I I think I kind of need him a little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway. Justin says that he loves when she gets emotion around him. He is grinning ear to ear. He is just happy. He's teasing her about it. Justin then says that he wants to be the best version of himself to bring out the best out of her and to keep her as well. And she asks, how does he know he wants to be that lifelong partner? And he says, because I love you. And there's like a small pause. And then she goes, ah! <laughs> she just cackles. Yes. 
And we all kind of went, what? Exactly. (laughs) And says, excuse me. And he says, I love you. I'm in love with you. And it's not hard. I think a guy would be a fool not to say it. And then she tells him, you don't have to say it. (laughs) But he insists that she'd made him comfortable enough for him to be able to say I love you to a woman he met around 72 hours ago, essentially. And he says he knew at the altar he was going to love that woman and asked if that scares her. And she says, yes and no. And it scares her because it's unfamiliar. So it mostly scares her. So... I'm trying to think of the last few seasons. Is this the record for someone saying they love each other? I know Jachel said it kind of early. And also, didn't um, Noi say it and Steve didn't say it? That was a thing. That was pretty pretty early on, too. And I mean, look how those couples turned out. Exactly. You're still our boy, Steve Moy. Let me just yeah. say that. All right. Um, okay, go so, on. So, um, yeah. So he asks if she can see herself loving him and she says maybe and asks if he wants her to say I love you to him because that's too much for her and she can't do it. She's not willing to do it. And she tells producers for her to say I love you, she needs to know for sure because it's forever. When she loves someone, she needs to know for sure. And poor Justin cries. Then he just starts getting like emotional and he tells her that she's embodied she embodies the perfect person for him mm-hmm. and that every day she makes it easier for him to open up. And then he says, you made it easy for me to walk around this resort naked. And I was like, yes, because we cannot have a moment where his dick or his body naked is mentioned somehow. So apparently he is running around the resorts with his ass out, just like cock out. Hey, what <laughs> no a- fears. Whatever, dude. Justin assures her. That he's falling in love. This is not lust, he says. And he's sorry if that scares her, but he's going to say it. And she's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. So she says it doesn't like 20 times, giving me, you know, reason to believe that she does care, you know, that it does scare her. Mm -hmm. And Justin tells producers that he's hopeful that if he continues connecting with her, her emotions can win her heart. So... We get to day four of the marriage and Alexis and Justin are in bed. And this is after the dinner group boat scene that we'll talk about. And then she mentions the issues that we'll see between Kristen and Mitchell. So that's pretty much them. They seem to be Mitchell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They seem to be good. They're, I think they're okay right now. They They have, they're fine. They do have a Rachel Jose vibe. Like they're coming at this quick. Yes. But we'll we'll see. I mean, because, maybe you know, it could fizzle out if they get too intense too quickly. Oh, I think it's gonna fizzle out. Yeah, hundred percent. He was on after party though, and he was being so sweet. He was tearing up. He was saying he believes in love at first sight, and he loved her the minute he saw her, and he just committed that he was gonna love whoever was at that altar, and it it was her, it was her, and I'm like, that wouldn't make me feel super special. Yeah, because it's like I'm willing to love whoever. Yeah, it comes my way. That, that thing. But he did say, like, she makes me feel accepted and loved, and I've never had that. I've always kind of been made fun of and bullied. And so, like, I think he really appreciates how into him she is. So. Yeah, because even though a lot of times, you know, when you go on dating apps or a lot of women want to date tall men, like, that's their whole thing. Like, you need mm-hmm. to be, you know, at least six foot tall. And that's so mean because there's so many guys that are under six feet tall that are wonderful people. Yeah. And then a lot of these tall guys are jerks. <laughs> yep. yep. No, he's he's a sweetheart, though. I, yeah. I'm really liking him. So Morgan and Ben, they take pictures and Morgan says there's an attraction there. Okay, they both seem okay. Yep. Now, he strikes me, does he strike you as a little immature? Like, he five is. Than he is. I am like, oh my God, there's no kidding that he's a mama's boy in the sense yeah. that he is not ready to grow up at all. And he is just putting, I feel like he's the character on Bulljack Horseman, that cartoon, mm, where the yeah. kids are piling up on top of each other and they have a trench coat and they're pretending to be an adult. Like, that's yeah. him. Yes. Okay. All right. So they take pictures. Morgan's like, I'm attracted to him. He says, she's great. Then they're at the reception and Morgan has to sit down with Ben's family. And the mom is immediately like, how many kids do you want? When are you giving me grandkids? What's going on? And Morgan's like, well, like there's things I really want to accomplish first, but you know, if this is something that's really important to Ben, 
then we can talk about it. Now, Ben is meeting with Morgan's mom and some dude who looks like her accountant. Like, just a dude <laughs> who's standing there in a regular old suit. And and the friends are there, too. And Morgan's friends are telling Ben that Morgan has always been someone who really didn't want kids. What? Mm, yeah. What? She should have put that in her profile. What are you doing, Pastor Cal? Match her with kidding. someone who doesn't want kids. I'm not blaming Pepper. Nothing is Pepper's fault. <laughs> So <laughs> they get back to the hotel and they have a nice talk by candlelight. And she says she loves his family. And Ben tells her his parents came here when war struck their country and they met in a refugee camp in New Orleans in 1975. And they've been together ever since. That's they nice. both seem really happy. They go into the bedroom and there is a literal bowl of condoms there. Yes. <laughs> now on after party, he tells like straight faced. Okay. Tells Rudy Huxtable, I couldn't use those condoms because they're extra largest. They were magnums. <laughs> That's a weird flex, isn't it? Way to play into the stereotype, dude. So Ben is like telling the camera, it's my birthday. So if my wife wants to get me a little on my birthday, I'm not going to turn down a gift. I just wrote gross, gross. Yeah. I hate this. He sounds like a teenager, really. He really like, does. That he behavior. Really does. And you know how much I like her. Like, I really, really like her. So I'm not digging this match. The next morning, they're still giggly. And Ben tells Morgan she kicked him in her sleep. <laughs> she surprises him with cupcakes for his birthday. Mm -hmm. Ben tells Rudy Huxtable on After Party he never got to eat the cupcakes because he accidentally sat on them. What the... <laughs> Who sits on a fucking cupcake? You bastard. How dare so, you? Production asks him if they banged and he's like, she wanted to. And Morgan's like running around in the background like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, no, you wanted to bang it. Whatever. She banged, so, she banged. <laughs> so later they surprise the other couples at the honeymoon. And now we're going to get into the, the group scene here. Mm -hmm. So... Guys, I don't know what was happening with me Thursday when I was taking notes on this, but like, I just don't have a ton of notes. So we'll just fill in the gaps where we go. Pastor Cal tells us the group excursion is the couple's opportunity to support one another. Mm -hmm. So they're all on a boat and they see two whales. Now I want to yep. talk about these, these whales. Mm -hmm. Were they humpback or were they blue whales? I think they may have been blue whales. I don't know. I don't know much about sea creatures just because I'm scared of the water and the well, ocean is part of it. <laughs> see the fluke. If mm. I saw the fluke, I could tell. But I think they were blue whales because around that time in San Diego, that's the blue whale season. Oh, cool. And having seen, like, if you see a blue whale, consider yourself fucking lucky. Although they could have been those loser gray whales that don't really, <laughs> they're not exciting. That's so mean, loser gray uh, whales. All right. So Alexis asks Morgan, so the girls and boys separate. Mm -hmm. So the girls are together and Alexis asks Morgan and Ben how they are. And Morgan says they're having a blast. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. This is Alexis and Justin are hanging out with Morgan and Ben. Mm -hmm. And they're exchanging stories. And Justin's like, everything has been dead ass perfect. This is perfect. We love each other. You know, whatever. And Alexis is telling Morgan, like, um, Justin is celibate. Just so you didn't know, Justin is celibate, my boy. Yeah. Now the woman women are talking later and Stasia says she has decided to take Nate's last name. This was really sad because she doesn't know who her father is and so yeah. she has no connection to her last name. And she's keeping Barnes for life. Like that's it. And Alexis starts talking and she kind of slips up and she says something like well, I know who my dad is, but then yes. she's like, she's like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, it, and Stasia was like, it's okay. It's okay. And like, they had a genuine moment again, yeah. again, the EQ on these people, like for Alexis to recognize that may be offensive to Stasia yeah. to just come out and apologize. I mean, it was amazing. Okay. So Alexis is talking about um, having her dad, but not knowing him. And she starts crying, Stasia's crying, and then Alexis says, Justin is making me soft. <laughs> so the guys are now talking, and Justin tells them, I told Alexis I love her. And Nate tells the camera, I think he's just a little excited and, like, yeah. really impressed with his wife. 
Like, mm, I don't know. Meanwhile, Alexis is saying when he dropped that bomb, she immediately wanted to run. She said she cares for him and she's getting there, but not ready. Mm. Miguel tells the guys he's frustrated because he just wants to bang. <laughs> and he's like, dude, it'll be more meaningful when you know her. And Miguel's like, I'm okay with mediocre sex. Ugh. Yeah, I'm starting to dislike him after that <laughs> moment. I was like, oh, no. Like, no, dude, no. I, I'm i okay with mediocre, mediocre sex, even if it's quasi-consensual. No, dude. Yeah. No. No. He's one of those guys, we've all dated them. Mm-hmm. The, it's just constant pressure. Constant. Middle of the night. Yep. Morning. Nighttime. Like, it's just constant. No. Nate tells them about the shower. And they're all, and Miguel leans forward and is like, tell me more. No. I'm yeah, so he could beat it. off in the corner of the boat. <laughs> Nate tells them about the shower. He's like, we'll consummate will consummate the marriage before the honeymoon ends. Guaranteed. Morgan says, Ben makes her very excited and she likes him a lot. Then they get to Mitch. He tells them about their night and they're all like, dude, is any <laughs> And then meanwhile, Kristen's like, listen, I want to tell you guys everything, but they're within earshot. So like, I can't do it. So if yeah. you just wait tomorrow... I will give you every dirty detail. And they're all like, okay. All I'll right. give you a cauldron of tea. Yep. Yep. She's like, okay. So that's all I have. Yeah. Was that was pretty much it. Yeah. I don't even have a next time on. So I think I, I, I recall it a little bit. Uh, I do. Just one more honeymoon they, stuff. One thing they showed was this is where the Ben and Morgan fight begins. Yes. So yes. I'm thinking that maybe because he said on camera that they had sex, that she was like, I, I trusted you. Why did you tell? I'm thinking that that would be the reason why she'd be so upset because it's been one day. So one of the spoilers that's out there, and guys, this is unsubstantiated, is that she somehow lied on her application and com- and confided in him what it was about. Maybe it was about the kids. I don't know. I don't know. Because maybe if they asked her, like, do you, are you looking to start a family? And she wrote, sure, or yes. And even though she's not really sure that she wants kids. I don't know. But she, something she doesn't want people to know. Yeah. And he's so immature, and I just, I, I'm not digging him. Maybe she killed someone. I'm just oh kidding. God, how great would that be? True crime. <laughs> um. So that's it. I mean, I, I don't really remember anything else that happens, which I feel it bad was, about. Yeah, it was just more honeymoon stuff. And we see that moment where she's like crying and she's really upset. And we'll just see where these guys end up in terms of relationship. Are they going to start fighting a lot? We do see Lindy and Miguel kind of getting into it because at one point they're all together and she goes, he has basically told me, like, oh, eight weeks, you know, I have you for eight weeks, and if nothing happens, then we're done. And he's like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not really what I said. So. But I'm sure that's what he intended. Yes. So there's a little bit of tension between the two of them, so there's that. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys, I wish I had a more detailed next time <laughs> on, but I just don't. Um. All right, so how are you feeling at this point? We'll go through this real quick. Mitch and Kristen, what are your thoughts? Staying together or not? I think that they're not. And this is why I think this for as of now, I think that they will not work out because he is going to keep flip flopping on her and being like hot and cold. And she's going to be like, I'm done. Yeah. I think she's had enough therapy and distance from her last failed engagement that she's like, not going to put up with shit. I agree. Alexis and Justin. So far as what we've seen, they're good. They're moving Mm -hmm. along steadily. You Mm -hmm. know, we do see, I think in the, second episode or something we saw like this season on or the first episode and you do see them at some point like being upset with each other so oh yeah fighting over her going out to the club yes that she was always clubbing (laughs) girl be clubbing girl be clubbing stash and nate i think they're in it to win it they're giving me olajuwon and katina vibes same same except that nate is not as like misogynistic (laughs) <laughs> are you gonna throw me into the apologist mode for lajuan again <laughs> he's redeemed himself he's really worked on himself 
How about Miguel and Lindy? I do not want them to work out. That's just me. I don't me. think it's going to work out. I don't because he is pressuring her. I do not like guys that try to pressure you into having sex. Like, I am sorry. It's the coercion. I don't like that. So I remember when Me Too happened and there were all these articles that were coming out. And I don't know anyone in my life, including myself, who has not been sexually assaulted at some point. So mm-hmm. all of us, you know, we were like, oh, we get it. Yeah. But then there was this article written about somebody, I forget who it was, and it was about coercion. Like a guy who would just spend all of his energy trying to coerce you into having sex with him. Yeah. And it was the first time that somebody like actually gave voice to something that I had experienced as a, a young woman many, many, right. many times. And I was like, you know what? That's true. Like coercion is fucking shitty too. It is. It and is. that's kind of how I ended up with my first marriage because yeah. I was like coerced into having sex. And then we yep. did. I felt guilty because I was yep. raised Catholic. And then we just had a wedding and he used me for a green card. Like it was just all crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. And I, I'm, I'm feeling it from him. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. He's a coercer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gross. Like don't, don't be gross guy. Come on. Don't be gross. All right. Um, so Leslie, why don't you tell oh wait, we didn't do Morgan and Ben. Morgan and oh, Ben. Morgan. I, I don't want them to work out either. I think he's too immature. He's every other minute he's like giggling and it's like he doesn't take anything seriously and everything. It's like, I'm a mama's boy, I'm a mama's boy. Like he's too proud to be a mama's boy. I just had a weird thought. Remember what? I was saying in episode one, like Morgan should be at Mitch? Morgan mm-hmm. would be a good match for Miguel. Yeah. She'd kick him right in the balls if he was trying to force her. <laughs> right, because she knows, she knows Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept saying how he's scared of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see them working out. I just don't. No. I don't see it. She's kind of an alpha female. I think he mentions that or something. And Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, Leslie, why don't you tell everyone where you can be found? I can be found on the internet at Sinister Girls, S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. Yeah, I can't even spell. It's too early. Girls. Man, it's the girls. Yeah, and we do interviews with musicians. Sometimes they play and, you know, things like that. So we're off this week, but next week I think we have a new guest coming on. So it's exciting. Follow us. And you get to see videos and concert footage of like Hanson that I saw last week. Awesome. Guys, that's me. That's my phone. I apologize. The orthodontist is texting me to remind me of an appointment like next week. Really? On Saturday morning. Jesus okay, Christ. whatever. Um, and you can find me at Gen X. This is why you can also find me on Pink Shade this week. So if you Ooh. go over to Pink Shade, that will be dropping probably tomorrow or Monday. We'll be talking about life after lockup. I'll be sitting in for my bunky Aaron and I'll be uh, recording with Miss Mary Payne. So nice. check out over there and just check out Pink Shade in general. They're amazing. They're amazing. And um, I'll be at Gen X. This is why we're covering Little House on the Prairie, but also on our Patreon, we're doing My So Called Life, Yay. which I'm loving, and <gasps> Rock of Love. <laughs> so, wait, okay, so you started My So Called Life. How many episodes in are you? I only did the pilot. Oh, it's so good. I don't know who wrote that show, but they crawled into my teenage brain. That's why it was yeah. so impactful yeah. because people of that generation, they're like the Gen Xers were like, oh my God, my so-called life. Yeah, that's that's well, me. and it's it's kind of the Heather's pretty in pink argument, right? Like mm-hmm. Heather's was the answer to pretty in pink because no one was living the experience of pretty in pink that was only for rich white kids. Mm-hmm. So like this is kind of that same pushback because you you watch Beverly Hills now two and oh and you're like, okay, Everything like that's a show. But, like, that's not my life. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas here is this, like, curmudgeon emo girl growing up in a small town outside Pittsburgh. I'm like, this is me. And the this way it's filmed, it's a little on the darker side. Pretty. Yep. Because with 90210, just as a reference, especially the original one, the 90s version, it's all colors and surf and sand and sun. Yep. yep. I remember watching that the first time and thinking, Oh my god, there's a high school that's outside? It's near a beach? This is awesome. (laughs) So I do see this, and and, you know, I read an interview with the writer where that was the intention. This was 
you know, the answer to 90210. So it's kind of interesting to see them juxtaposed like that. It's a great show. I'm so sad that it didn't last, but. I know. So we're over at Gen X This Is Why. And of course you can catch Leslie and I here every week. Just subscribe, you won't miss us. We aim for Saturdays, but sometimes it's Sundays. Sometimes it's Mondays. Um, next week, Leslie's going to be out of town, so we will be coming at you on Sunday or Monday, okay? So you won't be getting your Saturday drop. Don't but hate stay- me! <laughs> she, she needs a break, guys. She needs a break. She works so much work. I work so much work. <laughs> so, um, subscribe, and that way you never miss us, right? There yes, you go. please subscribe and tell people about us so they can find us. Yeah, leave us a review. You guys have been leaving some nice reviews, and we really appreciate it. We can use all the help we can get here. All right, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.